Welcome to Yippie Kaye Mother Classic. I'm Ralph Quattrucci. I'm Sean Paul Murphy. I'm Deborah Murphy. I'm John Quattrucci. <laughs> nice I'm boss. Chris Thank Baker. you. And I'm sad about Gilbert Gottfried. Oh. Hey, hey, you're jumping on me, but that's okay. all right. Well, yes, let's, st- let's start with that. Sean and Debbie had tickets to see Gilbert Gottfried, I think, two weeks ago. Yeah, two weeks ago last and Friday. And they canceled it, and it turns they out. They said he had COVID. Right. That's what the um what they call <coughs> that's the excuse they use for him not performing. Yeah. Oh. And I will say um we were supposed to see him right before COVID. And um they canceled that show and then they rescheduled and this one got canceled and I don't think they're going to be rescheduling it. But um I just want to say that um I'm well I guess podcasting is new anyway but I think um, Gilbert Gottfried, um, the Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast, which is, I mean, I'm familiar with his comedy, you know, his fearlessness, his unwilling to be care about being canceled or anything. You know, he, he still uh, hit every subject. Do we have to but, say, do we, let's stop for a second. Just stop. This unwilling to be canceled. Just stop with the canceled stuff. People have been canceled forever. Yeah, Lenny Bruce he, was canceled. Right. Lenny Bruce got canceled because he got arrested, right? Is that his name, Lenny Bruce? Who was a comedian yeah, way back? He wasn't canceled. Yeah. He got arrested. Yeah, he but he got arrested. And now we say he got canceled. Okay, yeah. get back to you guys. I just, just. No, I mean, it legitimately. The guy was fearless. The dude was fearless. I just want to say, and you could just look at the comedians. They really guard what they say. And if you watch, listen to podcasts with comedians talking, they really guard what they say now. And uh, Gilbert wasn't one of them. Obviously, he didn't mind saying things that would destroy his career. Right. You know, he was after the. Um, you know, the tsunami in Japan, Affleck. he lost a very right. lucrative contract. And um, a friend of mine was the guy that hired him to do the Affleck. Um, the goose. The Affleck duck. Anyway, Jim, duck. Tom Amico. Definitely Tom Amico. So, um, you know, he's never been afraid to um, do things like that. And I loved his podcast. I think it was really the first podcast Debbie listened to on a regular basis that she liked. We would listen to it every Monday night. You know, uh, you know, I think it, I don't know what day it came out, maybe Sunday. But, um, you know, and what I loved about the, Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast is he wasn't trying to get like um, Brad Pitt or somebody on it. They were going for like, you know, older character actors, comedy writers, you know, the names elude me. But like the people who came up with that girl, you know, things like that, you know. Classic Hollywood people, the people that would be overlooked, Gilbert and his partner, um, Frank Santo Padre, you know, and it was, it was a great, you know, I wouldn't say old Hollywood because it was mainly like 50s onward. And of course, his thing was always wanting to know who hated the Jews, you know, who, who in old Hollywood was anti-Semitic, you know, that came up in every episode. So, um, you know, I'm really going to miss him. I really yeah. regret that we didn't get to see him in person. Yeah, that's a shame. But um, I, I really loved his podcast. I knew something was wrong because everything started to being. They put up a recent one with Karina Longworth, who was um, you must remember this podcaster, which seemed odd. But other than that, like the last eight, most of them were classic episodes being recycled. 
And I could understand that at the height of COVID when they weren't getting new people yeah. in. But um, I, I'm like, oh, that makes sense when the, we got the COVID thing. You know, they're just not recording any new ones. So, you know, I'm really, you know. You know, it's he a was loss. I mean, he's the guy. He was super intelligent, too. Yeah. I mean, he comes off not that way in his comedy. But and if you listen to his impressions, the dude could. Oh, yeah. He could do Old impressions Groucho. that were amazing. Oh, yeah. Just amazing. So that's a that's a big it's that's a big loss. Among me, yeah. you know. Well, he like I what was that? It was a Beverly Hills Cop two, I think, is where yeah, like the world kind of got introduced to him, right? He played the, yeah, yeah. I got one hand, I got this, and on hand, maybe I take it. I forget that I can't do it. Yeah. John, you can interrupt if I'm doing bad comedy, but no, no, it's, I'm I'm enthralled. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> I would like to tell some of the jokes he said, but you know, let's leave it at that. Well, for for me, Gilbert was a staple on the Howard Stern show. Oh right? yeah, definitely. The stuff that he did, whether it was confronting other comics or doing like I I don't know why it was so funny, but he would just be Dracula for ninety minutes yeah. and say filthy yeah. things, and it was hysterical. I mean, he was just he was just amazing. And then he went in his sixties and had a kid. I was like, well, that's the craziest thing he's ever done. And if you ever look at um, any of the roasts that he was on, I'm sure people will be putting clips all over YouTube. He was like so, Bob Saget one. Oh yeah, he was just filthy and funny and talk about fearless. It was just great stuff. That's yeah, you that know one a, thing I loved on that was what? when um, Lucille Ball died, was dying, and they and they got Gilbert to imitate old Lucille Ball <laughs> as if they were interviewing her in her hospital. <laughs> You know, it was hilarious. You know, it was hilarious. He sounded just like her, you know, with the real, um, tobacco, you know, smoker's voice. And, you know, it was really vulgar, you know, but he was, he was hilarious on the Stern show. And then yeah. like so many people on the Stern show, just never got invited back. And yeah. Never knew why. <laughs> I just, I just found him super smart. And what, what was the Affleck controversy? Was that the Japan thing you're talking about? Oh, what was the yeah. Affleck? Well, you know, in Japan, Affleck is very big. It's a Japanese company. It is. That's their insurance go-to, you know. And uh, <coughs> the funny I forget thing, what, he, what did he do that that he said he, something. He made a joke about the tsunami. Yeah. Oh, okay. that knocked out the um, power station, killed okay. all those people, that and knocked out Fukushima. Okay, that's yeah. And uh, that for that he got canned. Yeah, from it, I think he probably deserved that money. one. <laughs> Yeah, multi-money. He should have been canceled for that, for sure. Yeah. And think about <laughs> that. All he did was say Aflac. Aflac. Yeah. Aflac. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right. Rest in peace, um, Brian. Gilbert. Gilbert. Iago. Yeah, Iago. Yeah, of course. That's the yeah. thing that, the parrot. that he's really known. That's what everyone yeah. says yeah. right now, the um, parrot from um, Aladdin. Aladdin. But Drew's right. It was really, well, knew you, you, Ralph, it was really the. Um, Beverly Hills Cop 2. I think is where I first, you know, saw him or was aware of him from. from well, he was a Saturday. Night, he was a. He tried out for Saturday Night Live. I think he did one episode. No, no, he did like six. It was that episode where Woody Allen's friend was doing a Gene Dominion, and it was a. It was after the, all the first season people left, and they started with an entirely new cast. Oh yeah, and then they and then she got fired halfway yeah. out the season. And then so did he. The funny thing is, they're like, oh, we're firing her. But the new guy, that sports guy came in before they brought in um, the producer back. Dick and Ebersol. he's like, 
don't worry, everybody. We're getting rid of her, but everything's fine. And then he was called into a meeting while he's at the meeting, while he's waiting for the meeting with the boss. There's this table where all the fan mail is. He saw one addressed to him from like Nebraska. And it's like, and he said he opened it up and he said, I'm so sorry to hear that you got fired, (laughs) you know. And that's how he knew he got fired. From He's like, how did this person in Nebraska know before, you know, literally minutes before he got called and he got fired. So it's be, just, um, you know, when you hear his voice, you know, that it's thing an he does. but then to hear his impressions, right. the way he yeah. nails impressions, it's insane. It was insane. So, all right. Great, James Mason. Rest in peace again. Uh, let's do a little what you watch. We're going to start with Chris because he's about to pass out, I think, from It's Cold. So, uh, Chris, what did you watch this week? Um, this actually goes back a couple of weeks because we haven't done what you watch in a while. Okay. Uh, I've gone down a kind of weird communist rabbit hole. Um, I ended up rewatching uh, The Last Emperor, you know, the oh, Bernard Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Bernalucci. And, uh, and that whole thing, and, and it, I, I find communism fascinating. Um, I just do. I think it's an interesting material and everything. So uh, it's a fascinating film. I highly recommend it. But then I switched over to um, Warren Beatty's Reds, which I rewatched. I've uh, probably seen Reds more than that's Warren. That's a long Beatty. one to read. Yeah. yeah, fantastic. I mean, yeah, it's a long movie. Yeah, but you know, it's one of those ones where you, you know, once you sit down and you watch a long movie all the way through, you can watch it and. 30 minute chunks here and there. And then I rewatched Dr. Zhivago because why not? Right. Um, It just really went down the whole. That's another long one. Uh, And I, if you haven't ever seen Dr. Zhivago, I can't recommend it highly enough. David Lean is obviously a genius and all of that stuff. Reds is terrific. And obviously um, the last emperor, the funny thing, I just realized this. I don't know how I didn't know this before, but the cinematographer for The Last Emperor, Vittorio Serrano or Sotano, not sure how you say his name. He won Best Cinematographer for that film, um, Apocalypse Now. And I think, and then there was one other film. So, um, oh, Reds. What am I saying? Reds. And so, so the guy is like a, a three time Oscar winning, um, cinematographer. So he's, they're obviously all beautiful looking films, but, um, just kind of a fascinating subject. You know, it all, they had such great ideas and they wanted to do such great things and it all just kind of went sideways. Anyway. Well, don't forget Vittorio Serraro was also nominated. I just confirmed for Dick Tracy, another cinematic landmark. <laughs> wow. He didn't that win. Had that, a look. that had a look. That had a look. Did have a look. All right, Drew, go ahead. Cause you're, this is your movie tonight, but let's, let's get you, uh, what'd you watch? Uh, what's I, your list? Watched, what's your list? As Chris said, it's, it's been a few weeks, so I, th- I think about 20 minutes will, will do it for me. But um, <laughs> I watched a couple of good things. Uh, we finished watching The Dropout, which was good. But um, I had a very fun experience. Um, I discovered there's a show on Epics. The first three episodes are free on Amazon, and then you, know, you pay six bucks and you get it for a month if you want to finish watching it. Uh, it's called From, and it stars Harold Perrineau, who's from uh, Lost. And it's produced and directed by some other people from Lost and written by some people from Lost, which, of course, are terrible red flags if you want a story to have an ending and a resolution. <laughs> but we'll there's 10 episodes. Over. I figured we'll take a chance. This show scared me, like actually scared me. Like uh, the whole premise of it is a town that you can't leave. And once you're stuck there at night, monsters come out. That's not a spoiler. That's the setup of the show. And you have to let them in. So they like scratch on the window and bang on things. And uh, I was asleep 
the night after we watched the first couple episodes and uh, I was awakened by my cats uh, like scratching through a door or something. And I, I honestly almost wet my pants. It was so scary. It was, it was amazing. So I was thrilled that, that it was, um, it was that fun. It's a TV show. So it's uneven. You know, episode seven is way more exciting than episode five, but episode five doesn't suck or anything. Um, and then you get to episode 10 and I didn't know if it was a single season or a limited series. It is a, um, it is a, a big cliffhanger. And unfortunately, it's the kind of cliffhanger that makes me think that uh, we are in lost territory oh, because no. <laughs> lost, oh, no. it just, it throws so much new stuff out there. And the problem is with lost, the first season of lost was so much better than I thought it was going to be. It was just spectacular because I really got into the characters and the mystery surrounding them was fascinating. And then it became very clear in the first episodes of the second season, they didn't have any solutions for any of those mysteries and they were just making it up. And, uh, that hurt and I don't want to be hurt again. So if I watch the second season of from, if it gets renewed, I will, uh, I'll be very careful and gentle with myself because, uh, I think it'll probably suck the way the rest of lost sucked. But the first season is if it was genuinely scary, if you want to see something actually unsettlingly scary, I will warn you though, it is really gory, like really gory. What, where does this air on Amazon? It's on epics. 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 Yeah. It's not as gory as, um, well, it's as gory as some of the stuff in the movie tonight, I guess, but, uh, it's less fun gore. Well, that's, that's so, John, fun. you had a big loss party, didn't you? And get pissed off or something? No, I, no, no. I had a couple people over to watch it and, uh, yeah, it was awful. I mean, it was awful because the whole, the whole run of the show, the guy kept saying they're not in purgatory. They're not in purgatory. Uh, that's not true. That's not true. And it ended up being true. And it was just awful. And I love the, I, I actually liked it. I think I liked some of the seasons better than drew did the first season was the best because it was more about character than all the strange things that were happening but yeah the ending of that was awful because we all sat there and go what the hell did we invest five i think it was five seasons wasn't it six why'd we six why'd we invest i mean it just didn't pay off yeah i never i never saw lost i love the leftovers i saw the leftovers well that had had an ending that had an ending well it didn't but it was an ending that didn't explain everything the leftovers right. was three seasons. Right. Okay. And I just remember when it was first out, everybody on face was like, Oh, I'm looking forward to leftovers, leftovers. Each week, fewer and fewer people were watching it. They're saying, I'm not watching it anymore. Yeah, and then that. it's like they retooled it each season. Yeah. Yep. It's great. You know, John, that it's kind of like a, it, it set they up. They did that with lust. Yeah. But they yep. completely retooled it. In the end, there was a satisfying ending. For some of the lead characters, yes, exactly. But you, they never answer the, the situation at all. They never answer it, which is fine. But yeah. the characters, you, have no, you can like leftovers or just like reality leftovers. You you save it in the refrigerator until it gets a nice sheet of mold there on it. it. Bada bing! Wait, and this is new bell. This is the Debbie Bada-bum. joke bell. All right, so thanks, we got to get a rim shot. Bell. Endings endings are really really hard. Of course, really I mean yeah. some of the some of my favorite shows that were great till the ending couldn't hit the ending, like The Wire and Battlestar. Galactica. It's always hard to plan. Or things. Seinfeld, that ending. Seinfeld's episode. terrible. Mash did it beautifully. When, yeah, Mash, Mash did it. The Shield did it. it. Like it's yeah. really hard. the problem. New is, Heart. The pro- New Heart was great. The problem yeah. is when they start writing something like Lost, they don't know what the ending. I know. Right. Well, he exactly. admits that and they right, apparently can't. Figure well, he admits out how it now, it. not then. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's he, very, like he it's wrote Prometheus, and he goes, "I was just making shit." All right. Yeah. So, John, what do you watch? Anything? 
Uh, yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, I watched it today. 1938's The Adventures of Robin Hood, directed by Michael Curtiz, starring Errol Flynn, Olivia de Havilland, Basil Rathbone, Claude Rains. A great movie. Uh, one of the biggest budget movies at the time. I think it was over $2 million. Beautiful Technicolor. Um, Errol Flynn, uh, it was only a second movie. Jimmy Cagney turned it down. Um, and Errol Flynn played the role. I can imagine that. Well, it, well, if you ever seen the uh, Robin Hood with Douglas Fairbanks, yeah. uh, you could see Jimmy Cagney because they're about the same stature. Yeah. But Errol Flynn is just, you know what? I, I've seen all the other Robin Hoods and I actually like some of them, but this one was just, just a fun movie. Uh, just it's a beautiful movie. It was shot beautifully. And, you know, Errol Flynn at the beginning of his career. I just I, I've seen it. I don't know. I've seen it over 200 times. I love the movie. It's got a great score to it. Um, but if you've uh, seen all the other Robin Hood movies, see the original, because I still think it's the best. The Adventures of Robin Hood. I tell you wait, what, I wait, saw wait. the most recent okay. one. Not good. I don't yeah. think that's good. Is that the, the one that one? Uh, Guy Ritchie directed? That one? With uh, with Edgerton or whatever his name that is. one, Didn't Guy Ritchie, yeah, that was so. Awful. John, on a beautiful sunny day, you sit and watch an old black and white film. Uh, actually, uh, I guess you missed the part where I said it was in Technicolor. Oh, I didn't hear that part. Yeah, it's beautiful. That makes it yeah. so much it's, it's a beautiful. Right, it makes sense. Now. It is. It okay. is. Be- the colors really pop up. And I was working out on the treadmill. I watched oh, it while I was. Whew. So, Sean and Debbie, what do you guys? Anything? That's up to Debbie because I, you know what I'm going to say. Uh, go ahead, Sean. Okay, I so I don't know what made me turn this on because I was not a fan of the group. I was familiar with them, but it's family band, the story of the cow sills. Great oh. documentary. Uh, well, it it's kind of a, it. it's it's an oddly weirdly structured documentary yeah. with footage pulled from all different kinds of places and all. But you know, because some of the people are dead, so they were older interviews. Yeah, some of it's standard, some of it's wide. But I tell you what. What you know? They're the inspiration. Most people would know them. They had like, what's that? This they the had a couple family. of hits you would recognize. Yeah, for a very brief season, and they were the inspiration for the Partridge Family, a family band, mom and the kids, the little girl, little boy, and everything. And um, but what a dark family! Well, the father was the, the father, father was an alcoholic. News. It's like he never yelled. He would just look at you. And then he would be instantly pounding you. Yeah. And, you know, it works its way. It, it works its way through the defunction until finally this girl who was like eight years old when she joined the band at 10, her father tries to rape her. She manages to beat him off, you know, and his dad's parting words to her when he gives up trying to rape her. It's like, yeah, you're not even worth it. You know, so Jesus. Are these, is this a folk group? Are they folk? Rock? No, they were a rock. Pop. No, no, they were rock. Oh, they their were? biggest hit you was hair. They did hair. Some of their songs. Oh, they they did the song hair, and they they didn't say they didn't say it was them I'm when they when they sent it into the uh, producing studio. They didn't believe it was the Cowsill singing the song, and it ended up becoming a huge hit. Yeah, hair. You know, yeah, so yeah. Shirley Jones was in it. Yeah, in Shirley, the documentary. In the documentary. But here's yeah, the like, well, they wanted the Cowsill. The Cowsills didn't understand why they couldn't be in the show. Why didn't they just put them in the show rather than people who can't play? They wanted instruments? actors. That's no. right, because they wanted actors. But no, I think it was because, as one of them said, they only ever worked with the same people once because the father alienated everybody. Wow. The father was Ugh. such a jerk. Gets them on Sullivan for 10 shows, but they only do two of them. You know, so it was just the father was, you know, just 
as the one guy said, our father kicked down the doors for us and we had the talent to deliver, but he kept kicking down doors even once we were in and then no one would work with us. But the film is really about this family trying to come to grips with um, how emotionally destroyed they were by their father and their family dynamic. And also the fact, because they all are still playing and everything, those that are still alive. Um, and the fact that they had this, that they were so successful when they were so young, you know, and they still want it. But it's mainly they're trying to deal with process, the abuse that they went through when, you know, uh, in their family. So one of them got in Katrina, right? The guy yeah. got lost in one Katrina. The net. You know, it didn't. And the other brother, the one brother dies in Katrina. And then when they have the memorial service for the brother who died, the other brother died that day. You know, but I, you know, they didn't say how he died in the, um, in the, in the documentary, but somebody, when I posted about it on Facebook said that didn't one of the brothers kill themselves. And I think it was, it's an odd coincidence that you die on the day of your brother. So well, they never said that in the documentary. They though. didn't say it, but I think if he had died of a, in a car crash, they would have said it. They, Ralph, they always, uh, they, uh, once a year do the national anthem at Fenway. Oh, cause they're from New England. I didn't know that. And yeah. where's this doc? Where is this doc? Uh, it's on Amazon. 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 It's it's good. Wow. It's very dysfunctional. I mean, they're very dysfunctional. Wow. They're they're working, listen, they're most of those. Look at the Jackson too. Five. That I mean, yeah. it's just you, you start yeah. breaking well, this. The Osmond fan. Yeah. No. All right. Well, how about you, Ralph? What are you? I watching? guess I'm the only one that goes to the movies anymore. That's not true. Well, the movie theater, uh, and I saw Ambulance. Ambulance. Oh, nice. Michael Bay at his best. Oh God, Michael! Listen, I was going to say I saw Michael okay. Bay. Ralph, I'm going to try to do this. I don't want to interrupt. I don't want to interrupt. Was it really quick edits? Uh, no shot That's- longer than three seconds. Number one. <laughs> number two. He doesn't. Uh, he doesn't uh, linger on female body parts anymore because he's discovered a drone. Okay, he mm-hmm. hires a, a drone. This guy who can like an extreme drone. The, the movie is ninety percent drone shots. Really? Yeah. It stars. Uh, listen, I can't. I'm gonna do my best here. Three p. Three three main actors. Yaha Abdul Mateen the third, the second. Oh, he was I, the love, guy I in, like this father. Well, no, he was in um, the uh, <laughs> HBO. Um, uh, what's the super? The um, he was in Zack Snyder. And, and, Thank and he you, was Watchmen. in Aquaman. Oh, Aquaman. okay. Yeah. Isa Gonzalez and this guy named Jake. Gillen, Gillen Hall, I think he's this, Swedish. Are you Hall? doing a bit yeah. right now? Are you doing a bit, Gillen Hall. <laughs> um, let, let, here's the here's this movie. I love this film. It is, oh, really? it is, it is Michael Bay at his best and his worst. It is eye candy. The drone shots are unbelievable. Okay, I don't know if you guys that know the plot of this film. Yeah, All right. The plot is. Yeah. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and uh, Yahya Abdul—they're they're, they're adopted brothers—and and the one guy was a Marine who needs money for an operation for his wife, and he happens to bump into Jake Gyllenhaal who says, "Hey, by the way, we're doing a bank heist right now. Join in, we'll get you some money." And the, of course, the bank heist goes wrong, and it's about them getting in an ambulance. They they somehow they wrestle with a cop who they shoot. And they got to keep the cop alive because if they keep a cop alive in the ambulance, nobody's going right. to kill them. And it's just Michael Bay. And the and Marine was a medic. All, listen, the, it's a crazy. The plot holes you can drive an ambulance through, okay? Oh. <laughs> I've been writing this all day. 
Okay, it's <laughs> it's it's visual candy. I kept turning, and Maria and uh, her, her daughter came and watched it with me. And every time something, I go, "This looks like it's written by a six sixteen year old." The jokes are, but have you guys heard about this film? Yeah, yeah, yeah I saw the trailer. Yeah. It looked busy. It's very busy. It looked Michael Bayish. It looked busy. Yeah, they've yeah. got they've got drone shots that go up. This guy's an extreme drone guy. So they got up he the sides the of the building. Cart. What's that? He does the races, the the drone races. Right, he's got the virtual yeah. thing, so he's yeah. whipping in and out of stuff, mm. and they're doing shots where cars mm. are going up, and so so these three four people are in an ambulance, and it's all about them getting back to the hospital before anybody dies. Meanwhile, people are dying left and right. Cars are just yeah, it's insane. It's like popcorn. It was awesome. It was awesome. I think I think the critics are going to hate it, and I think people are going to walk out and go, "Oh, this that's an amazing," you know. Especially if you see it in IMAX. If you see it in IMAX, I'm glad Maria and her daughter like it. They loved it. They, I mean, it's just I'm glad it's to see a film in the theaters where you can see a television commercial and it's not a superhero movie. You know, because usually that's like really the only thing you see or a kids movie. Yeah, I'm trying. This to seems think. like a, a good old kind of action film. It's so you just here's what you do: you walk in, shut the brain off, and just let it go in. It's what we used to call a good, stupid movie. Go in, let it happen, because if you start thinking about the plot, you're going, what? Wait. I'm with you. Did I tell you, Ralph, I was working with um, Michael Bay once before he was famous? He was doing, he used to be a commercial director, and he was doing a spot for Black and Decker, and I was doing ancillary material for it, but I was seeing some stuff, but the, the campaign never happened because the guy flying the helicopters for the aerials crashed. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So that's when you say he's working with drones. I'm like, that's good that he's working. No, I'm with telling you, it's, it's, you, it's, it's, there is not one sexist shot in the thing. Like, and, and the woman, uh, um, oh, there's normal sex. Isaac Gonzalez is gorgeous, right? She's from uh, what I know her from his baby driver. She was in baby right. driver mm-hmm. and she's treated great. She's like one of the, you know, main, you know, character, you know, heroes in the film. He doesn't, but the drone, you can tell he's just masturbating with drone shots. It's just drone shot, drone shot, drone shot. And, you know, from a technical standpoint, I loved it. It's like, oh my God, I can't believe the way they're getting in and out of stuff. But it's just there for you visual. Know how hard it's, you it's, have it's to like time that with a drone. It's amazing. When you see these stunts and cars going over and the drones going under, it is, a, it's, it's a technical feat. And but the movie's two two hours and twenty minutes long. It's ridiculous. Oh God! It's just come on. Get, uh, Steven know, Seagal know. could get those. Jake Gyllenhaal was great. Jake, the, the actors were great. They all knew what they were in. They knew they were in a Michael Bay film, so they went for. It. Here's the other thing he did. He referenced his own films in this film. These guys would be going, "Hey, this is a line from." Uh, they did a line from Rock where he goes, "You you're gonna bang the prom queen, or you're gonna drive her." I forget. And he goes, "What's that from?" <laughs> That's from The Rock and Bad Boys. They, he's referencing his own film. Oh boy! And you, st- I still loved it. Oh my god, it was crazy. I right. to remind you of Sean Paul Murphy. Sean does reference thing. a lot of his own yeah. stuff. He does do that. So these, like, um, I love him. Yeah, yeah. All right, Drew. What'd you bring today? Well, today. Uh, I brought for our entertainment a movie from 2019 called Ready or Not. I don't know if any of you have seen it before. Um, I had not watched it uh, in a couple of years, and I finally got uh, my uh, TV and surround sound set up, and this was the first movie I sat down and watched. And 
I just think it's really fun and smart and nasty. And we were talking about endings before, and it has uh, a great ending. Um, that we'll talk about that later because right. it's definitely a spoiler. But you know, yeah. some movies you really don't know what they're going to do. And you know, the the whole premise of the of the movie is uh, a family has made a, a supernatural deal for wealth, and uh, you don't know if it's really supernatural or not. You don't know if they're just crazy. You don't know what's going on. And I, it's genuinely nice to be watching the movie and saying, I don't I don't know which way it's going to go. I don't know what they're going to do. And the premise of the movie is uh, Samara Weaving, who happens to be Hugo Weaving's daughter. And she's been in a lot of interesting stuff, uh, including The Babysitter and uh, Mayhem and a number of other things. I think she's got Bill a lot and Ted. ahead of her. Right. She's in the new Bill and Ted. Yeah. Um, she's uh, very funny, very physical, very beautiful woman. And she really sells this character who is uh, a woman who has met a very, a son of a very wealthy family and she's going to marry him. And then they get married. And then it turns out the family has a tradition and the tradition is the night of uh, a wedding. The new um, uh, wife or husband that has joined the family has to play a game because their entire fortune is built on games and the game is chosen randomly. And sometimes you play chess and sometimes you play checkers or old maid or who knows what. And every once in a while, you, ask, you randomly choose hide and seek. And if you do that, then the new person has to survive hiding in the house, which is a giant mansion full of secret passages, until dawn. Uh, and they have to survive because the family is going to kill them. And that's the movie. And it's yeah. really, uh, when I first saw it, I remember thinking it was a little slower than I thought it was going to be, especially at the beginning. But they set up a lot of stuff and they, they have a lot more uh, comedy than I expected. Um, it's just very funny because these people are, are awful, but they also seem very real. Uh, yeah. There's one character, uh, Fitch, who is uh, a son-in-law and when they're passing out weapons, he gets a crossbow and he's like, I don't know what to do with this. So you see him later in the movie watching YouTube videos about how to use a crossbow. You and your crossbow. Right. That that one happens to be the guys in that YouTube video happen to be the screenwriters, which is kind of a silly cameo. That's funny. <laughs> but uh, I thought the movie was... Um, it was a lot of fun and, and violent and gory, but it also, it said, um, it talked about things that are relevant in, in our lives and in our culture right now, the same way that Get Out was about racism uh, as much as about being a great thriller and a great horror movie. Ready or Not is about uh, uh, the, the the class differences and, and literally the war between the, it's not even the rich versus poor. It's like the, the most rich, the, the people who are entitled to everything that people have all of the money that you could think of. And the way that they, the movie characterizes those people and characterizes their family and what it means to grow up. There's a lot of just really more thoughtful than I would have expected stuff in it. And it's I'm directed really by three. What you guys is, think. It, is it brothers? Is three, it's three directors or two directors, three? right? It's two directors. Yeah. They, yeah. they, those guys went on to do uh scream this year. Uh, oh. which was also very, very entertaining. So yeah. I think they have uh, a few more horror movies in them probably. That's good. All right, well, but, let me yeah. let me play the trailer. It'll be in my square. Um, and when you watch this trailer, tell me if it gives too much away. I watched this again today, and I'm just wondering if it gave too much. But take a look, and then we'll uh, talk about it on the back end. believe that in half an hour I will be a part of the Lodomus gaming dynasty empire? Uh, Dominion. We prefer Dominion. I honestly can't wait to be a part of your family. But I felt like it gave 
I don't know. I've seen this. I've seen this movie about four times. I love this film. Yeah. And I just felt like uh, when you watch this trailer, what's that? Did you see it before? It was the choice? Yes. Okay. I had seen this. I had seen this before. No, he didn't um, watch it four times this week. I don't think <laughs> no, no, it's possible. Well, it it's funny. Possible. I watched it. I added it to my collection, and then I had Maria and her daughter watch it with me because I wanted to see somebody else watch it, and they loved it. And I loved it. The, the whole, you know, because when you know what's going on in the film, it's fun to watch other people go. I don't think that's gonna. What? Wait, you know, they they kind of get totally into it, which is great because this thing flip flops all over the place. But I felt like the trailer, you know, because you see Andy McDowell in there with the with the bow. Yeah. Um, and that's what I mean. I think I don't know how we want to do this. Should we? Are we saying this is spoiler alert territory or? Definitely, I don't think I we think can you talk have to. Yeah. yeah, yeah, have to. Okay, so go on. I mean, I I don't want to go ahead. Well, I want to know what you guys think of it. I mean, it's oh, a horror movie. Was I it a good thriller? Was it funny? Did you think it was uh, was was it worth watching? I'm just genuinely curious because it's a pretty extreme movie. I loved it. I thought it was just really rapidly funny. You know, each. I mean, not. Okay, when the first couple of you know the the premise it comes up, this is what they're what they're going to do. You try and you feel bad for the brothers, especially um, Damien, right? Damien. No, was it's the name. Uh, I forget their name. It's um, Daniel. Sorry, Daniel. Daniel. You feel so bad for Alex, Daniel yeah. and Alex. You know those two brothers. They they loved each other in some way, but then you saw the uh, you know the betrayal, and it was just. You know, you trying to save the the marriage couple, but it's not going to work out. Yeah, I, I I thought it was great. It was a classic um, horror comedy. Um, you know, this was um, one of the last trailers I saw before COVID. It was either before um, the Hunt or before Invisible Man. Right. So I saw the trailer, and I definitely wanted to see the movie. I believe that's when I saw it. So it had that emotional thing. It's like, yeah, I do want to see this because I saw the trailer. And that's really something I missed about movies today, particularly streaming ones, is that you don't get that sense of anticipation that you would get for like a summer release because you'd be seeing the trailer every time you go to the movies. Right. And so I did see it. I wanted to see this movie. And um, I thought it was extremely. She was great. Oh yeah, Samantha. What's it, Samantha Weaving or Samara? Yeah, Samara Weaving. Samara Weaving. She was she was perfect. She had the right physicality, the right look, you know. And um, I thought everybody else was great. It was good to see Andy McDowell. And I always say I don't see her. She could well be on some network TV show, but I don't watch them. A lot of the actresses I liked in the eighties and the nineties and the early aughts or all on TV, but I just don't see him. But it was good to see her um, with, a, with a bow, you know, and it's interesting because she wants her to bring her son to the family, but on the other hand, she's going to kill him. And can I get to the, uh, what I thought was the great moment? We, we already said she's spoiled. Okay, right? we spoiled. Okay, I was confused. Yeah. There, but... Well, I knew it was trouble from the beginning when they talked Mr. LaBelle, because yeah. Bale is a name for Satan, you know, right. an ancient, he, you know, um, you know, what's it? Uh, Cain, offer Cain, Cain and night God. They used to offer their children up, up to, to Baal. Baal the sacrifice the on the altar. Yeah. So uh, Mr. LaBelle seems like, ooh, French Satan. You know, it could be French Canadian. You never know. I don't want to be judgmental. But um, so you knew there was going to be some trouble. And um, 
I love it. You know, because even if you're in this kind of um, situation, you've never, you know, seen it happen. You know, like for the characters, they're like, they must kill her. Not only they must kill her, they want to sacrifice her too. By dawn, by the sunrise, or they're all going to die. That was part of um, their great-grandfather's deal with Mr. LaBelle, that they could achieve all this financial success. And as the father was like, he couldn't have figured, he could have negotiated a little harder. You know, family annihilation. Well, he said that after he realized. Well, yeah. Okay. yeah, but it, but it was hilarious because when they opened, you know, you know, spoilers, she managed to survive until dawn, even though she's like at their mercy. They open a window. It's like, it's dawn. Everybody goes. <laughs> <laughs> and then they are all like looking around. I thought for sure they were just going to be regular assholes, you know, and right? that was it. Which and, would be uh, funny in its own way. Yeah, it would have been funny there. And that would have been, but then it would have left you hanging, right? But then so when, had, then suddenly they all they start, all explode in like these bags of blood. Alert. <laughs> but I was surprised when, when they started exploding like that. Yeah. And the more yeah. they would explode, you think after the a couple. The funnier it would get. Yeah. After like two people would explode, then the third and the fourth. And wow. Come. The best was when the family, the, the woman runs out with the two kids and all you and hear is a pop, pop, pop. It's all yeah. you hear. Blood so comes that, flying. Back I think, I mean, I think that's they, and then the last line of the film too the mansion's burning the firemen come and it's like lady what happened here and she's like in-laws yeah (laughs) but you realize she she now owns that whole thing i think that that ending mr ball to bail to also she saw him i really saw mr labelle right that was the only thing i thought i would have liked a little more of you know because that's almost like you just had to catch that i mean it was just one short shot of the character. I would have liked to have seen him a, l- a little more. Yeah. It's interesting that no one interacted with him, yeah. you know, in a, in a real sense. Drew, what were you going to say about the ending? Well, I was going to say, I think, I think the ending is really, it's real. I mean, it's a fantastic ending just objectively, but it's a, it's a really Im- important, I, I would say distillation of the whole movie because it is so surprising. And especially with a horror movie or an action movie or something, I like it when it successfully puts you in the same emotional space as the characters like when i watch the descent for the 15th time i'm still scared of the monsters in the dark because that's you know the same guy that watches from and can't sleep but when she was watching them explode and she starts laughing i remember the entire theater started laughing not because she was laughing but we all started laughing at the same time yeah and yeah. it was like we were all just like oh shit this is real well because and you talked about these people it was great it was wasn't great. fitch the first one to go no, it's uh, the Aunt Helene. Oh, right, the aunt. The, aunt. the, one, who, the only one who seems to really understand. Right. How well, they set that whole is. thing up at the beginning. I mean, we, the setup, we know from the setup that what's happening, because the two boys end up in, uh, he hides one of them in the little thing, and the mother comes over and goes, I'm so proud. Andy McDowell's character says, I'm so proud of you, because he screamed, he's here. Right. And then the guy gets the arrow through the heart, which turns out to be that aunt's. And Helene's husband. Yep. Right. So they set that up pretty good. And that, yes, you're right. The ant comes after him and she goes first. Yep. And then all hell breaks loose. And Fitch is, you know, Chris, what I were mean, you going to You were going to jump that in. That little laugh say, she makes with a snort. I mean, the whole audience. Just you know, she it. was it's just amazing. Listen, it's meanwhile, amazing. she's had bullet holes here. She had stab wound here. I don't know how she survived, but whatever. That's movie shit. Chris, what were you going to say? You were jumping in. and uh, Yeah, I was going to say, um, 
I'm surprised that I'd never actually heard of this movie before you chose it, Drew. Um, I think it may be one of those ones that was, you know, obviously going to be a, you know, not a super mega wide release on 3,500 screens kind of movie. But um, two things I love about this film. Um, I like any take on the most dangerous game. I'm a huge fan of that. And secondly, I'm a huge fan. Pardon me. I'm a huge fan of just board games in general. So the idea that this, um, that this family who's made their fortune through gaming and board games. And you saw, they even had like different versions of, you know, what was it? Bale's Gambit or whatever yeah. it was called. Hey, you know, so different versions throughout the years that, you know, so it's, you get the feeling it's this evergreen game like Monopoly, you know, that the people, generations of people have bought and played. Um, so anything like that. So I was really excited about that. And it does seem so, um, to some extent, this is going to sound odd, but like realistic. You know, families have weird little traditions and you can see how them being like, hey, look, this is how we've made our money. This is how we, you know, kind of express that gratitude. Now, of course, they brought in this whole other level to it, um, which, of course, you know, a movie about somebody having to play old maid at midnight is probably not that exciting. Right. Um, But so they bring in this whole other level to it. Uh, I, I would say if I had any real criticisms of the film is I would have liked to have seen a little bit more backstory about her and the guy uh, just yeah. a little bit not we a know nothing about her. her that's a really good point yeah you know, we know nothing um, about we, her. you know we know that she was in foster homes um and which is also interesting because the other brother's wife as well like mm-hmm. that brother was like a waitress yeah. or something and yeah. here's another thing too i'd like to have seen too you know there is a um the little demon in the box you know yeah the thing that picks that is a real thing i thought that would play more in the ending and something with the box. Oh, the one that, that pushes out bashed the card. Bashed her yeah. head in. What's with that it? called? The demon in yeah. the box. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty. It was that was pretty climactic. I had Andy <laughs> McDowell's blood all over her head there too. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I like everybody looks goes in and looks at her like, you know, like horrified. But that's well, part I, of, you know, the, the surprise is Andy McDowell. Yeah. You think is well. They flip-flopped a lot of stuff. I mean, that's the thing. When I was watching it with Maria and her daughter, it's like it's 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 fun to be there when you know what's going to happen and to hear how they're – because yeah. they thought the whole time Alex is going to say – Alex is going to be the one – you know, because that, that's mm-hmm. a shocker when that happens in this film because he comes off as, you know, you think he's going to save her and it's it's a choice between his mother and his mother said it. You've only known here a year, a year and a half. You've known me yep. your whole life. Yep. And he couldn't get past the goat throat cut all that it's just john what about you had you seen this film before i had never seen this movie and i'll be honest with you uh knowing drew picked a horror movie i was expecting the worst (laughs) that i was going to be sick to my stomach and um as i'm watching it um it had a really knives out feel to me kind of uh, that's, that's what it yeah. reminded me of. That, that's what it reminded me of. Yeah. And then, um, so I wasn't sure where it was going to go. I mean, they were setting everything up so you kind of knew. But the matter of fact of the way they described the game, and you'll pick a card, and it'll be fun, and just do this. And then we're playing hide and seek. Now, she doesn't have any clue what's going on. She says, this is kind of stupid, but I'll do it. And and then they do the scene where they're all picking the weapons, and then they form the line like the Justice League. Yep. That was funny. And then... What I when I knew I was gonna and I loved this movie. I really enjoyed it. It Great. totally was not what I expected. But when they started picking off the wait staff yeah. well, by mistake, I'm going, okay, so well, that's this what I mean. In the, the trailer they give that away. Be. It was so funny. When the one got it in the head by mistake. Yeah. Shit. 
Well, the one girl, <laughs> one got it in the mouth with the arrow because yeah. the the sister yeah. couldn't handle yeah. any weapons, and they give that away in the trail. It's like, oh, you you. Uh. Well, I didn't see. Well, the they got a show to stakes. That didn't the ruin it for me. Yeah, but uh, I I will say that uh, the whole time uh, Samara weaving, um, and I found this out later on that uh, they wanted Margot Robbie for that part. And that's exactly who she reminded me of yes, the entire movie. That, that, that yeah. the one shot you showed you when she's sitting in the blood, she mm-hmm. looks just like Margot Robbie. Yeah. She, she was great. And, and what I really like, you know, I mean, you, yeah, that looks like Margot Robbie to me. Yeah, it does. So once, once you get past the absurdity of it, you know, she's got a hole. It's not just a bullet hole. It's a bluster gun that yeah. puts a hole like that yeah. in her hand. Yeah. And then she uses a spike to hold the salt oh, up. Oh, so oh, that was hurtful. But the, the, the state of her wedding dress from start to finish yeah. was just hilarious. Die hard, it matched, baby. It's die hard. It matched it what was sad. happening to her. Because at the end, it's black. Yeah. It's yeah. black at the end. Now, she um, she was great. And she survived. And, and of course, to me, the funniest scene in the movie, and if it ended there, I would have been fine with it, is when nothing happened when they opened the curtains. Yep. I thought that was well, that would have been scene in the movie because they're all like, and, and they realized nothing was going to happen. I said, oh, my God, that was so funny. Then when the first guy blew up, then the second guy, that was funny. But it would have been funny for me either way. Be, um, boy, we were really jerks. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Like we said, killed all these people and nothing was happening. But, but the whole thing about the devil, obviously, they made the deal with the devil, and they they made a point at the beginning of the movie to say that she's different because she has a soul, yeah, and that's why she didn't. Well, the die drunk brother, the I don't know that actor. That actor's been in a lot of stuff. Adam, Adam, Adam that, uh, Adam yeah, Brody. Adam Brody. Adam, Is it Adam? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's like a perfect role for him. He was yeah. in that. Wasn't he in that movie? Drew likes. Wasn't he in that? Uh, the woman there, promising a woman. Promising I thought we'd reference that a ton on this. Wasn't one. he in that? Yeah, he's in a he's in a small role in that. I think. Yeah, but he's um, he's been in. A, oh, he a plays whole the good guy that ends up raping her or trying yeah. to. He didn't, her. Uh, okay, let's get off of this. Uh, so anyway, Drew, I really enjoyed this movie a lot, and I have to right. tell you, I laughed out loud like five or six times in this movie. It was just there was really well, the funny guy stuff playing the it. father is from Mission Impossible. I don't know yeah, that yeah. guy's yeah, name. He's great. Henry I was gonna mention that because what John said that 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 is one of the funniest scenes when they all are expecting something awful to happen. The cast it's it's a combination of the casting and then they clearly were directed to just go for it. Wow. Right. And Henry Cherney has one of the most rubbery expressive yeah. faces He's done all different kinds he's of movies. He's uh, Mission Impossible, those. right? He's, yeah, he's great. Yeah. And the, like the the um, the sister with the two kids, she's actually a comic <laughs> actress that's in Letterkenny. She's the guy great. who plays Fitch, um, the crossbow guy who's a schmuck, he's been in all different kinds of things from Orphan Black to uh, to Handmaid's Tale, and, and it's yeah. just it's it's almost very funny. Well, right the on aunt, the edge of overdoing it, and they, the and woman they playing just, the ant, right? Yeah, Angeline. Perfect. I love her. Her the hair they designed for her yeah. that that severe thing that the Spock eyebrows she has, <laughs> and she knows the whole time what's because her husband is her fiance right. is the one who got killed. She's like, let's get her, let's get. Her. Uh, listen, the vibe I got too. Have you guys ever seen the movie called You're Next? I have seen that. Yes, is that it's, the one to follow up to get to? Um, no, get no. It's no. about a family has a reunion in this country house, and. They start. Oh, no, it's creepier than this one, but it's also kind of got a got a sense of humor to it, and it's the same vibe where the family's just nuts, and it ends up being an Australian woman at the end of this. I think Samantha is she Australian or New Zealand or yeah, she's Australian. 
Yeah. In in your next, it's the same thing where the 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 last girl is this like survivalist who ends. Up, it's just you got to check out your next if you like this one. Your next is a slightly gorier, but not 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 too bad. But same vibe. Well, I, it's got the John, same- I agree with John. The vibe I was feeling was knives out. You know, I didn't you get know, that. family. Yeah. yeah. Well, because I've seen your next. If you've seen your next, you'd be like, okay, I, this, this yeah, is a no, family no, vibe sure. like that. Yeah. Knives out. I, well, because not, yeah, crazy family, I guess. Yeah. But, um, Except crazy. Yeah. Now, here's, Except. The, here's the, this movie. Okay. I, I answer this question. Uh, what do you think is going to happen next to um, our heroine? She, she owns the whole. She, she inherits all the money, right? She's got yeah, four. She, she got four sports teams. She's got games. Yeah, right. Yes, yeah. but my question: How's she going to relate to Mister? Um, I don't think she know. has to. She didn't make she, a deal. He, I think he said you won. It's yours. Yeah, he blew away. He was like, "Well played." He yeah, didn't take her. He could have yeah. blown her up like everybody else, and he didn't. Yeah, yeah. I wanted yeah. to know what you guys he thought won. about that ending because I wondered. Like, I I took it away a little bit differently when I saw that ending when he appears to her and kind of. Gives her almost a positive look. Yeah, nod. I I thought it was because you mentioned it earlier, John. She's. I thought the same thing. They're all dead. She is officially legally married to one of the sons, so she will um, inherit all the, like you said, the the millions, probably billions that they have. Um, so I almost got the vibe that it was like, okay, you're next, as in. You have to make the. You have to keep going with it. I almost got yeah. that vibe. That it was, got well, that well, I have so they made turned po- up. They made points about saying that a lot of the other spouses were only in it for the money, and they right. made the point for her character. Right. That's the not soul. why she Definitely. was there. That's why I think the nod was it's over. Oh. You won, yeah. and it, this ends now. That's yeah. what I. That's, that's how what I read I that. By it too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can always yeah. find other. You, know, you can always find other venal people to make a deal with. This, this it depends whether they want to make a sequel or not. Yeah. Right. I hope they don't. Mm. I don't think that's. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Leave it alone. It doesn't leave require, it alone. But she was very good, and I, I did enjoy her. Well, it's funny because that, there's another movie that this movie reminded me of, and I remember thinking this when I first saw it. And that movie is RoboCop. And it reminds me in a couple of ways, like specifically the scene at the end where Alex is not dead yet. And then she basically says, you know, like, are you kidding? And throws the ring at him. And then he explodes. That was yeah. just like yeah. the end of RoboCop when you can't kill someone that works for uh, OCP. Yeah. And so the, then, you know, you're the old fired. man goes, Dick, you're fired. And then he can kill him. <laughs> and yeah. the other thing is the violence in this movie. And we talked about this a little bit. It's so over the top. Yeah. That it's funny. It's almost cartoon violence. Yeah, it's well, and, yeah, and that's, no, the, that's the same thing. Violence. That's the yeah. same thing that happened with with RoboCop. I don't know if you know the story of. I love that movie, but the story of the the, the it was originally X rated. Yeah, and they yeah. kept trimming it to give it an R rating so they could release it. And the X rated version is not only I think a better movie. It's also what Paul Verhoeven, the director, wanted to do. And the the classic example is the scene where they demonstrate Ed 209, which is the, the robot uh, police that officer. can't walk upstairs. Right, can't walk upstairs, but it malfunctions. Yeah. And it's supposed to tell a, a guy, you know, he, he points a gun at it, it says, drop your gun, you have 20 seconds to comply, and then it, it kills him. And in the R-rated version, it shoots him, and it's really bloody, and the squibs are ridiculous and everything, and everybody's horrified. In the X-rated version, it shoots him, he falls onto a model of the city, and it keeps shooting him. Right. And shooting him, and shooting him, and it's so over the top and ridiculous, it becomes funny. And that's really the tone of a lot that's of That's when they movie. say there's a glitch. 
Right, there's yeah. a glitch. There's right. a glitch. A glitch. Yeah. I mean that that whole that whole idea that well, this is listen, not is violence is not uh, is not something that is automatically bad because you are rooting by the end of this movie. You are right. rooting for well, all you're these talking people about to get butchered. Funny... You're rooting for Samara weaving yeah. to to oh. you know burn and kill these people and everything. Yeah. It's very sad. But they, she didn't. Uh, did she kill any of? Them? Did she kill any of them? Yeah, the guy no. driving the car. No, no, she 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 strangled him till he passed out. But then he didn't uh, kill anybody. Even yeah, the woman yeah, in the dumbwaiter was she was just talking to her when the dumbwaiter no, car flipped. She she killed the mother with the box. That was the that's only the one yeah. person she killed. Yeah, You're she right. bashed her head in. Yeah, yeah. Andy, right. McDowell, Andy McDowell, who by the way, you know, we talk about her. I don't think she's any. She looks great. And I'm glad she yeah, did she this. Did her own it's, voice. Like, it's like a, cl- you know, you see her. Yeah. They didn't dub Meryl Streep's voice. No, they, no. Um, and the, my funniest scene is the scene where, uh, they're all watching him in the car that the, 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 yeah, 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 or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. they realize that, that she's <laughs> awake in the back and he can't cause he's playing his music cause he right. thinks he's, and they really set that up well with him always listening to the That's right. right. Yeah, and, but yeah, the, it's, the it's lead, uh, his, the father was great. He, I didn't, I never thought of that guy in a comedy, but he was fantastic. Yeah, he was great. He's he was great. really an anchor yeah. of the insanity. Yeah, fantastic. So, good job. Uh, I love okay. how they would be like, you know, we got to honor tradition. And then he goes, well, we're going to turn the thing on. Grand, great granddad had the cameras. He'd have turned them on. If he had him, right. If he had him, we yeah, would have used them. And then he says something, no, we can't do that. It's tradition. And the, and the sister's like, you're just picking and choosing what you want. Well, yeah. let me let me say something about that, because that's addressed directly in the movie by Alex when he's handcuffed. Uh, before he, I mean, the most unrealistic thing in the movie is that the guy could saw through that banister with handcuff chain, but, <laughs> yeah. but he without, says, without, his, without his wrist falling off because right, he's really exactly. digging in. What yeah. he what he says, I mean, I saw Gerald's game. I know how you get out of cuffs. It's gross, but you could do it. Um, <laughs> what he says is, you don't realize what normal actually might be when you grow up with something that's you know it could be the most horrifying thing, but that's what you think is normal. And mm-hmm. that's why, you know, when he realizes that you really aren't sure what's going to happen to him till the end of the movie and he gets the fate that he deserves uh, and he earns it. But, you know, because he he could have told her what was going to happen. He could have not married her that way. He could have done. Yeah, a lot of there's things. no circumstances where he could be a good guy right. and marry her. Right. Even have- with the time, even as he says, it's just one. It's a, a minor random chance. It only right. happens like once right. a could- it could well, have been he was a, he was assuming it wouldn't happen. I mean, that was his whole. Yeah. Well, I don't know how he'd get yeah. around that because everybody else that didn't die the night they got married, they know what's going on, and they yeah. were there with their yeah, crossbows but, and everything. Yeah, so but they were expecting thought, old maid would come up. They I guess didn't he think thought it would well, right, but no, but I mean, they know what what can happen, and yeah, right. they were they were on board. So I guess if I guess he thought, oh, hopefully it'll be chess, and then I'll never see these people again. Yeah, Chris, but, what are your thoughts, Chris? Well, what I was saying was what I found interesting is that you know. The husband, the new husband, uh, Adam, whatever his name was, right? Alex. You no, know, Alex. Alex, right. He's 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 kind of put forth almost as like this hero figure. But I really liked the drunk brother because at least wow. the drunk brother, he had the respect for his gold digging wife to tell her the truth. Right. He's like, when I told you what goes on, you didn't blink an eye. Right. Because she wanted the money. Told her before right. they got married. She was willing yeah. to take that because risk. And, and she even said, he's like, you know where I came from. I'm willing to take that risk, right, you know? Right. And so this guy, Alec, okay. the Alec character, he was just like, you know what? I'm going to take the chance for her, right. which really makes him, especially considering with the way the brother acts toward the end of the film, you know, literally saving her, um, knowing that it could possibly kill all of them, including himself. 
he he's really kind of the hero of the film from the right. males like the male hero of the film he sacrifices you know he does what he can yeah the understanding that they could all possibly die and that is even and like i said that's actually it's actually shown even earlier when he tells his soon-to-be wife what the deal is when he levels with her which is something that the other guy never did he just was hoping for the best yeah but in fairness to alex i think he started off to protect her and then once uh, his brother died, then once the mother died, I think his his well, nature took his mother over. was that scene in the room yeah. where he's chained up think, like this. Yeah, and he has a conversation with his mother, and she says, "You've known her a year and a half." Right. And he goes, like Drew was saying, "What you guys think is you know normal isn't, but right. I grew up with that, so it's normal." That I didn't expect to turn. I actually still right. when when until she beat the mother's head. <laughs> With the with the box, right. but also you got to remember what the sister said too. He was the only one who had ever seen Mister LaBelle. Right, right. When he was sitting there before, right. So he has to stick. He's going to be the head of the family. Now, my only quibble with the movie was uh, the poison that was going to last a week lasted about five minutes. Yeah, right. right. So that I was like, what? The? They're all puking, and all of a sudden they just get up and they're all ready to go again. I was like, that's kind of weird. Yeah, maybe but that's why that, they blew up. Well, let me yeah, say one. Well, let me say one other thing about this movie because it's about why these characters act the way that they act. And th- this movie, it, it came out in 2019. It could have come out yesterday because there's so much stuff in entertainment right now that's about these extremely wealthy people and the way that they behave. And you could be the dropout. You could be, you know, uh, any number of documentaries and movies and TV Will series Smith. and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> well, yeah, Will Smith is part of that that idea too. That you're the rich are they're entitled to everything at the expense of everyone. And they, these people know that, you know, if we don't do this, there's a price to pay, but they're not desperate about it. They're just like, well, this is what we do. Oh, it's right. time to well, let's kill her. Yeah. Let's keep right. moving on because everyone is not human, which is why the idea that the staff starts dying. Oops. By accident right. is so funny. And also that's the whole point is right. that they are nothing. And these wives that, that marry in the two women from foster care that, that literally come from nothing. They're not, they're nothing. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. And if they have to be sacrificed, who gives a shit? And that is, um, that, like, all, that's the dropout. That's all down so many in the goat pit. Things. All in that. Yeah, goat goat pit. Just more in the goat pit. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, it was like Die hard meets clue. It was fun. I have to admit, Drew, I was surprised you brought this film. And uh, it, I was expecting something different, and this is awesome. And yeah. I, I, had, I added to my collection. I got the uh, the uh, commentary, listened to the guys talk about it because mm-hmm. it was a shoestring. This was a shoestring. Yeah, it was a. They didn't have a lot of money. Movie. They and they pulled off a really it's brilliant really film. Rich, I think. So let's yeah, let's ass. rate it. Sean and Debbie, what do you rate it? Yippee Kaye, Yippee Kaye. Loved it. Oh, Chris. Yippee Kaye. John. Yeah, Yippee Kaye. Shocking. Well, obviously, Drew, I say Yippie Kai way yay. I think it's way great. Yay. I'd seen this a lot before it came up again. So, And then next time, uh, next time, if you want, you should watch The Hunt because that's another most dangerous game variant. I love The Hunt. And that's the a really hunt entertaining movie. It's fascinating. And yeah, you guys need to watch. Which most dangerous game? Chris, which most dangerous game are you talking about? The original? Um, I mean, I'm, I, I think the original, um, you know, it's funny. I don't even know if I've ever. The one that inspired here. Zodiac? That yeah. one? That one, um, I now Zodiac. That's one of the best movies ever. But, that is amazing. Um, ever. Yeah, like I just like that. I like the the take on it. You know that idea that you know here's some dude 
usually a dude like on an island or something. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to, I mean, I even really liked, um, which is actually, this film is far better than it seems to be. Yeah. A hard target with Sean. Oh, oh, yeah, John Van Damme. Damme. JVC. Yeah. No, JVD, yeah. whatever. John claude so Van Damme. Fun. Call your chance. My mama took one. It's also John Woo's first American film, and it just just seeps with John Woo. Lance Henriksen. Great. And Lance Henriksen. Always loved me some Lance Henriksen. The game, was that with Michael Douglas? Yeah. Yeah, Sean Penn. Different. Yeah, Yeah. that was so good. Yeah, but. Okay, here's what we got. You guys need to check out your next if you can. And tell me what you think. But you can always you, take your recommendations, Ralph. Yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I I'm not going to pick it for one of my films, but I think I you should watch it based on because yeah. that's yeah. I was thinking about that film a lot. All right, so we got two. We got again. two left Zero on the wheel. Hour. Who's left Zero on the wheel? Fifty percent. Who's left on Chris the wheel? Chris and Sean. Yep. Here we go. Oh, oh. oh. I'm actually not going to be able to make it next week. So, oh. We, what? I, I took a chance, just like All right, you snooze, uh, right. you lose. So, Sean, you're up. Sean, it's, it's yours. Okay. And Chris will yeah, be after that. And I may know what fair? film it is. You might already know? Well, I t- I'm thinking about what film got the most views on Cue It Up with the Cue Brothers. Oh, yeah. And we may uh, have to go with another Terrence Hill. Um, <laughs> oh. Are you kidding me? You going with that Trinity triangle? Hey, listen, whatever? what the hell? I'm going to think about it. I don't know. If you get a thousand of hits, what do you care? Um, I got a lot of hits. Yeah, I did. Like most got of a lot of hits. I Please. think it's because international superstar Terrence Hill has a, obviously has a follower. That's yeah. right. Absolutely. Unbelievable. All right, do me a favor, though. When I put this one up, when this one goes up, <laughs> would you guys please like it? Debbie? Yeah, and, and and I'd like I'd like you guys to subscribe to this as well. I'm not sure everybody subscribed to the channel either. We both subscribed to it. Okay, at least at least hit the like button. Okay. Can I like it for you, babe? Now wait, are you talking to our audience? Or are you talking to people on the podcast? <laughs> no, the audience. Is, this no, is a really weird to, message I'm, right I'm now. I'm looking at these. Everybody hey, listen, here. Everyone in the squares, please subscribe. Hit yeah, the notification button. Like so. it. Just you guys. Listen, if I can't get us to like it, how the hell do we that's expect them to like it? I'm like, you guys got to consider I'm me off, off the grid. grid. No, you can't off be off the grid. You're on your lift. You're doing lift drives. How can you be off the grid? That I don't do any other. Debbie, we ask. We ask Sean and Sean. And then at least like it twice. I don't know if you can do yeah, that. If you look on Debbie's emails on her phone, it was like <laughs> 11,000, you know, un- unread emails. Oh, my Literally goodness. like 11,000. That's fair. Okay. So, right, Sean, well, let us know because yeah. I'm going to be away this I'll weekend. Let you know we need the next to know before I go. So. Okay. I want to check to make sure because the film I'm thinking about is on Tubi, but it stopped halfway through. So I want to watch it on Tubi. Make sure again, all, right. all the way through. All right. Because if you well, listen, listen, the first half of the movie is better than the second half. So right. if not, it'll probably be another western. Listen, I just watched. Just I'm not. Gonna, really I watched Winter. I watched Winter Kills yesterday. Oh. Have oh. you seen Winter Kills? That's what? the that's another a, assassination one. That's a comedy. That's a comedy. That movie. It's amazing. I loved it. Winter. Kills? Maybe I'll bring it. Maybe I'll bring Who's it. Jeff it? Bridges. Jeff Bridges. Uh, John. It's Houston. the assassination film. It's all about the Kennedy assassination, but oh. but done in it's just it's a great backstory too comedy? because the mob paid for it's it. A feel it's, good it's, story. It's feel it's, good. It's, film. I felt very happy. Everyone at the end explodes of it. like Bob bags it's of nice blood. The nice seventies. Everybody yeah. dies except you know, and there's no ending. It's great. Uh, so I hope you don't get pick to get to pick for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Although you control the wheel, right? Well, we so. got we got well, we got one, then Chris, and then we do the. Uh, we're back to the Conspiracy old conspiracy uh, theory. John. Around Robin. 
Round yeah. Robbins. All right. All right. All right, everybody. Have a good week. Drew, nice. Yeah. This great film. Yeah, good pick, really Drew. Good, good pick. pick. Enjoyed you that. guys enjoyed it. Yeah, I, was, I can't uh, believe we had Ralph, such a good... Everybody Ralph, was in. If you, so. if you want me to bring something a little more intense next time, I can bring Midsummer. I bet that everybody <sighs> would enjoy that one. Debbie I, did not like that movie. Oh, that I've seen that. I don't think I could watch it again, but I Let would, me know, because I'm going to take a week off one of these times. <laughs> one of these days, I'm, right, I'm going to bring right Martyrs. Here. You keep that up, I'm going to bring Martyrs, and you'll have to watch it. So No, Hassan did the show and didn't watch the movies. So, well, you can you can opt out. I don't of course, have to watch it. you can opt out. So no, I, I, can, I, I chose just, not to watch this. I can just this. listen. That's I right. Can, well, Debbie didn't listen to you guys. watch. That's fine. Debbie didn't fair. watch the vanishing. That's but the she one. had seen. Yeah, it. but you had seen it before. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And even so when his son watched the movies, he often watched them on his phone while he was. Yeah, he was driving at the time. And there's no better way to watch a film than on your phone. I mean, this you really get that cinematic experience. We'll talk all about this. Listen, we're going to talk all about this during our. 100th episode anniversary yes. issue. Yeah. We got to pick some dates because I got to get a flight. We'll figure that out. It's actually right. going to be 105, 106, but we'll get there. It doesn't matter. The math right. doesn't work. Okay. People I'm, okay. I'm more comfortable with it being 105 than <laughs> okay. 100 when it's really. Because right. yeah. John has to get a flight here. We, got lots, we don't want to get ratioed. We got a book. We got to get the accountant to book a flight for John. Chris, I hope you feel better, brother. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. The following week. We're going to have to do orange juice, this week. vitamin C, right. plenty of vitamin yeah. C. We'll we're going to be we're going to be in Punta Cana in two weeks. Oh, that okay. one, Chris's thing. We'll, and you guys we'll be will see there. that beautiful uh, Punta Cana back. Nice. Well, you did a show from Punta Cana before, didn't you? Yeah, we're going to do it yeah. again. Okay. Oh, nice. I also did one from a oh, restroom. I'll tell you. Yeah, we, we, we heard about that. I think my Punta Cana was better. That's, uh, we'll bring that up in the anniversary issue, okay? Yeah, we, we going to have now? a clip. Everybody have a good week. Lots of clips. Stay safe. See you next time. Bye. Bye, Bye guys.